Exurgat Deus dissipentur inimici eius, et fugianchio deruntem a facia eius. Let God arise, and let his enemies be scattered, and let all those who hate him flee from before his face. <laughs> um, yeah, we're going to go a little bit lighter in the mood-ish, because we're going to be talking about Black Friday. I hope that for Black Friday, as a Catholic, you took some time out for self-mortification and penance and prayer. But, if you got caught up in the shopping, well, then you may have actually gotten caught up in, in, in some unintentional penance. <laughs> or at least some unintentional sacrifice. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. Let's get started with a prayer. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Sancta Michael Arcangeli, defendenos in proelio. Contra nequitiam et insidias diabolias o praestidium. Imperatili Deus, supplicus de precamur, tuque princeps militae caelestis, satanam aliosque spiritus malignos que ad perditionem animarum, pervegantur in mundo divina virtute, in impenem detrude. Amen. Mater dolorosa, ora pro nobis. Beatus Carolus et Domo Austriae, ora pro nobis. Nomini Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. So, as I record this, this is Black Friday. And, well, historically, I'm sure you remember, people would get stampeded as stores open for the Black Friday sales. People would get into fights as they're fighting for the last Transformer. People would do things that they wouldn't normally do if they were thinking even halfway straight about something more than just trying to get the early deals on those gifts so that they could save a few bucks and buy exorbitant amount of things for their loved ones. And it's funny because in the age of COVID, when we've forcibly shut down small businesses and we've fired people from their jobs because they won't get the vaccine and we've locked them out of their businesses and forced them to wear masks and, and 10 million people have quit their jobs because they just realized that that, that feckless, unfulfilling garbage job just wasn't worth it anymore. But you've got Black Friday. <laughs> and it's funny because I saw, and admittedly it was kind of a clickbaity sort of sort of link, but I saw Russell Brand did a did a podcast episode where he's talking about Black Friday and how you're not even actually saving any money. <laughs> and it's not terribly surprising. It really isn't. If you think about it, <clears throat> it makes sense that Black Friday deals aren't maybe necessarily giving you the bang for the buck that you thought they were. For starters, we know that inflation has been increasing the prices of a lot of these things. 10, 15, 20, 25, 40, 80, 100, 800%. 
And this year, a lot of things are just not not uh, not as inexpensive as they used to be. But what gets even funnier is that apparently the Black Friday deals, in some cases, not all, but in some cases are just a straight con, where the price has actually gone up for Black Friday. When they were less expensive last week, and they'll be next ex- less expensive next week. <clears throat> we all know, or well, everybody over a certain age knows that they call it Black Friday because this is the day when stores finally, when many locations, particularly retailers and such, finally cross into the black for the year, where they'll run in debt most of the year. And in Black Friday, that's the day, that's typically the, the turning point when they no longer are running running in debt and they're finally making money. Well, there's a few things to keep kind of in mind. Most of the places where you would be getting those gifts, in all honesty, those are jo- those are places, they weren't shut down. They didn't have thousands of people quitting. I mean, any of your toys made in China were still being cranked out in the slave labor camps that in, in Xinjiang and other provinces. There are a lot of places where, you know, the only reason why anything got short was because they closed down the ports. I know that's kind of a ornery thing to say oh they didn't close down the ports everything just got overwhelmed yeah how do you get overwhelmed you get overwhelmed by closing down the ports you get overwhelmed by reducing the number of people you have working either because of vaccine mandates or mask wearing or whatever we've we've kind of crossed into a zone where if you're willing to just stop and look, you can actually see what's going on. And sadly, many of us are not. Not all of us. There are people who are starting to wake up, who are looking around going, wow, the world really does seem to have gone crazy. And in truth, it has gone nuts. And it would seem to be that at least part of that has to do with the fact, and it makes sense, that the devil knows his time is short, and so the demons are starting to panic. And instead of these amazingly well-laid plans of subtlety and deception, you're just getting blunt force trauma. And so it would make sense that as the demons are much more disjointed, the wickedness just comes out to be more blatant, more obvious. And it's becoming more obvious to everybody, which I'm actually rather happy with. It's not in all cases, though. Really wish it were in all cases where you could just see it and identify and go, wait a minute, that's not right. Back up. But it would seem that they're 
quickly getting there. And that's a good thing. That really is a good thing. I don't have to tell anybody listening to this program because for the most part, we're going to be talking to, you know, traditional Catholics, more conservative Christians, people who are already kind of keeping their eye on heaven. Obviously, you probably didn't get distracted by Black Friday. You probably won't be distracted by Cyber Monday. And that's a good thing. It's a good thing because all of the distractions, which are now proving to be just distractions, just things to numb you and to inoculate you and to just make you completely unaware of the bigger things that are going on around you. It's good to see. It's good to see that it's getting so obvious. We're kind of crossing into a time when it's an ideal time to really push and begin evangelizing. Why does it seem so obvious that people are going to, why does it seem like the world's gone crazy? Well, the devil's time is short. Well, what makes you say that? Now's the time to actually start making the case. It's easy to miss. It's very easy to miss. Reasons. Why things are happening. It looks like the world has just gone nuts and that they're they're just like, well, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And all of the consequences be damned. We want to oppress you in the maximum way possible. And everybody kind of backs up. And even the people who were on board early on are stepping back going, um, what? And I think it was the Australian prime minister, one of the premiers in Australia comes out and he's like, you're anti-vax. Even if you've already been vaccinated and you're questioning the mandate. I'm sorry, do what? I'm not anti-vax, I'm anti-mandate. And the fact that you would go so so far, so fast, and just say, you're anti-vax if you're against the mandate. Most people that doesn't make sense to. It's going to deceive some people, to be sure. It's probably going to deceive a lot. It's probably going to just browbeat a lot of people. It stands to reason. It makes sense. It browbeat a lot of people into submission. Won't be a. It won't be a majority. The thing that's actually most beneficial about this. The thing that's actually most beneficial about this is that it might actually be time to start asking the question, did we already go through the three days of darkness? Because, I mean, current events kind of line it up. If we're going to go through the three days of darkness, it might be this next year. 
It might be this next year as everybody starts to have the veil peeled back and they get a real close look. A real close look at the evil that we have all participated in in this world. And to varying degrees, and this is the thing that a lot of people don't seem to understand, is that to varying degrees, it really doesn't matter how traditional of a Catholic you are. Doesn't matter how faithful you are. Ask yourself one question. Are there any saints with a stigmata? Are there any saints performing miracles today? Because if they're not, then the fact remains is that we're all contributing to the darkness. And I hope, I pray, we'll get somebody with a stigmata. We'll get somebody who is orthodox and faithful. I hope so. But I don't think we're in that part of the world. I think we're just in the part of the world where if you can just manage to zero out the sin that you unleash in the world, then you might be doing all right. If you can run that at a net zero, if you can get to the point where there's no mortal sin, there's no venial sin, <clears throat> I mean, you're going to venially, venially sin. <clears throat> but if you can zero it out with self-mortification and reparation, if you can just get close to that, we might just make it. But in the meantime, I believe, I believe the exact phrase was, he's about to take my power away. That was the phrase from, from a demon. Well, I mean, you can take a guess as to which one. He's about to take my power away. Everything seems to be getting more frantic. Everything seems to be going more crazy. It can still get very dark. In truth, we might actually be descending into this for another three to four years. And I suspect that's actually going to be the case. I, I suspect that when all of, all of this is said and done, I don't think any nation is still going to be the same. I don't think that it's going to be France. I think that it'll, I think that it'll be Marseille and Brittany. I think that it'll be you know, something related to Prussia, I'm pretty sure that a lot of nations are going to break up because they're going to realize by the end by the end of this that even the smaller nations, like smaller geographically, we can't afford to have some centralized government. We just can't. Australia is one of the first example examples where they're coming out and they're saying that if you're anti-vaccine mandate then you're anti-vax they're saying that they will hunt you down and they will gather you up and take you to the camps because they've got the contact tracing and all of that 
you've got something similar going on in Austria. That despite the fact that 40,000 people showed up to protest the vaccine mandates and other COVID-related things, nobody's come out and said, oh, well, maybe we messed up. You're going to find out that your central parliaments and your senates and your houses of representatives, your Congress or whatever, however the system in your nation is put together, you're going to find that you don't trust it. You wouldn't trust them to walk a dog, let alone govern your nation. I would not be surprised if the way that nations are annihilated is that their national governments cease to exist. And I'm praying for that personally because I am sick and tired of looking up at the insanity coming out of Washington, D.C. I pray daily convert their hearts or drop a nuke on them. Because a nuke would easily wipe out all of Washington, D.C. They're really, oh, that'd be an act of war. No, it'd be an act of mercy. They shut down the Keystone XL pipeline. Why? Because they didn't like it. They shut down exploring for fossil fuels, including natural gas, on federal lands. Why? Because they just don't like petrol. They're talking about shutting down the Line 5 pipeline. Why? Because they really don't like petrol. And the whole time, they're trying to gaslight you and say, well, we can talk to OPEC. We can talk to OPEC. Pendejo, por favor. We were energy independent. Nobody was talking about OPEC in 2019. Nobody was talking about OPEC in 2018. Nobody was talking about OPEC through most of 2020. (coughs) And you're going to sit there and tell me that we're in 2021 and we have to go back to the politics of 1995? Are you serious? We were energy independent. Gas at $1.50 to $1.70. I mean, not in California because they were stupid anyway. People were working. And yes, many people had crap jobs, but those crap jobs were making their way to something that they may have thought was better. And we literally watched in one year, in one year, all of it wiped away and more as people started talking about you need a passport to enter into a city. You need a passport to go to a bar. You need a passport to go to church. And this was predicted all the way back when the whole thing was starting to get rolling. All of us were talking about it. It's going to be vaccines. It's going to be vaccine passports. It's going to be lockdowns. It's going to be this. It's going to be that. And it doesn't even matter how many podcasts, how many people. It doesn't matter that we at at Radio Free Catholic or Mike at Restoring the Faith or Steve at Census Fidelium 
or Dave Cullen at Computing Forever. It does not even matter that we were all calling this from the start. The fact remains is that if you think back two years, and it's not that hard to go back two years, I mean, unless you're seven years old and you're trying to remember crap that happened when you were five, or you're five years old trying to remember something that happened when you were three, it's really not that hard to go back and think and go, wait a minute, 2019 was the best year ever. And then we let these demons take over our government. And not just in the United States. But I noticed a distinctive difference in Boris Johnson's haircut. When it used to kind of stick up, now it all just, it's still messy, but now it sticks down. <clears throat> and it's mostly because there's no more Donald Trump. There's no more somebody who believes in something good and better. And yeah, orange man, orange man, largely bad. He's especially bad for Catholicism. But isn't it weird that he went away and all of a sudden Emmanuel Macron and and whoever it is who's getting ready to take over Germany and Boris Johnson and that dipstick down in Australia, all of a sudden they went full retard and said, we're going all in on the dumbest, most painful, most ridiculous, most dehumanizing campaign in the history of all of mankind. And we act like it's a coincidence. I mean, to be sure, orange man bad. But I think, in part, the thing that made him the worst is he, is he showed us exactly how could it could be and how easy it was to take away. Because there were people who were prospering beyond. And those people were more than 50% of America. But it was all built on a house of cards. It was all built by the stroke of a pen. Which is funny because it's actually very similar to what Bishop Schneider just mentioned about the Vatican. Or no, not Bishop Schneider, uh, Dr. Peter Kwasniewski. Everything that's been going on in the Vatican for the last few years has been at the stroke of a pen. And now we have Traditionis Custodis, which is the most mind-bogglingly insane, ridiculously bass-ackwards piece of paper that anybody, uh, anybody has ever read. We need to kill tradition in order to restore tradition is basically what it is. We have to assassinate the traditions of the one holy Catholic and apostolic church in order to save the traditions of the new world order. And everybody who's cool, who's down with the one holy Catholic and apostolic faith, well, I mean, you know, y'all just going to have to, you know, put your mask on, take your vaccine, and maybe we'll let you come to mass. But it's certainly not going to be the mass of the ages. It's going to be this new crap. In a week, in the United States of America, more than 50 executive orders were signed, and most of them just undid, with a stroke of a pen, undid everything that we gained. And no thinking human being can think back to the prosperity of 2019. And <clears throat> let me put it this way. 
In 2019, I was on a stipend. I was taking home about $1,500 a month. In 2020, I was taking home about $5,000 a month. But the whole time, this entire last year, I have been keeping a very close eye on what they're getting ready to try and do to the aviation industry. And what they're trying to do to the aviation industry, yes, I will make a decent amount of money for about the next year, maybe two years. But I'm soon to be homeless. I'm soon to be jobless. Or more accurately, I'll be jobless first and then homeless. And I know it because I see what they're trying to do. They're spending our money out of existence. They're shutting down our energy industry. When we finally reached independence, when we were dependent on no one else, and now they want to talk about, well, we're trying to get OPEC to do their part. We had just got done telling OPEC to go pound sand. We're going to do what we want. Because we're energy independent, and that wasn't that long ago. Because we were still basically energy independent in the early part of 2020. Or excuse me, early part of 2021. Because it took time for us to start to run out of gas. Literally. And it was nice, it was very nice, actually, now to know. <clears throat> As Black Friday gets the veil pulled off. It was all a scam. Which is everything that the devil could ever offer. It's the sum total of what the devil could offer. They can only ever, the devil can only ever offer you lies and falsehoods. He can only offer you things that will kill you because he's a liar and a murderer from the beginning. And to continue with the whole Thanksgiving part that I started yesterday, I'm going to go ahead and say that I give thanks. I give thanks for the fact that it is becoming much more difficult day by day for people to look at this world and say that everything is going fine. Because it's only in hardship when we seem to stop and look back and go, didn't we used to have a, a you know a way around this? Didn't we have some way to cope with this? Didn't we have somebody to save us? And while it's not going to save many of us, because some of us, you know, we're, we're going to carry on believing in anything except God. It will save many. It will save many who are going to sit back and look and go, the ride was too fun for too long. And the bills come due. And the guy who's come to collect the bill, his justice is perfect. Even as his mercy is perfect. And his charity is perfect. 
The bill's coming due. I would actually say that might be the one way to start to chip away at that ridiculously thick skull of every non-believer that you know. The bill is coming due. And attrition, which is to say contrition justified or that's driven mostly by fear rather than by love of God, while it's not perfect, it's still salvatory. And it's a start. I've never been happier. I truly have never been happier than to see everything actually become so clear. But time is short. And we don't have a whole lot of time. Most of us don't have a lot of time to, to make reparation for the many misdeeds of our lives. So we definitely need to get started in earnest. And you can start by bringing souls back to Christ. Every soul saved covers a multitude of sins. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen.